Welcome to Tech Junior. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today we are talking about attitude. So today's the last episode in the uh, Breaking Into the Tech Industry series that we started five episodes ago. I uh, hope you like it. I hope you enjoy the new format uh, with the shorter episodes. Uh, we're trying to make it a little more digestible. If you do enjoy the show, please uh, leave us a review on iTunes and like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Tell all your friends. Share, uh, spread the word. All of that stuff really helps. So we appreciate it. Uh, other than that, hope you enjoy it. I'm going to jump out of the way here. And I will talk to you after the show and talk about what's coming up next. All right, here we go. Welcome to Tech Junior. My name is Lee Warwick Jr. I am a developer that does JavaScript. I've got with me Eddie. Hey, it's Eddie. I'm also a developer that does JavaScript things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And this is our series on breaking into the tech industry. So hopefully, uh, I've gotten some feedback. People seem to enjoy the format. Trying to oh, keep really? it short. Yeah. Uh, trying to keep it bite-sized as opposed to like the hour and a half show. But uh, today, I know I didn't announce this. I don't know if anybody listens to the end of the episodes, but I talk about what's coming next week. And uh, I didn't say, I said it would be a surprise. So today I want to talk <laughs> about Attitude. Attitude. So, uh, really, I just wanted to, to jump on the podcast and just rant and, and complain. Uh, All right. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's so I've kind of if you've been on the internet for ten minutes, you know there's you know that there's a lot of people that complain about mm -hmm. anything. So if you go on Amazon, you look up uh, golf balls. They'll be, you know, <laughs> pick the most popular one, 3,000 reviews, average like over five star rating, look at it, and guaranteed there's like a hundred or so one stars that are just like, this golf ball shot through my window, it killed my wife, it ruined my entire life, <laughs> um, I, had, I lost my house, I lost everything, all because of this golf ball. And I feel like those people tend to be the loudest, it seems like. Yeah. Or at least it's maybe to me, it's like the most grating. So I pick up on it a lot. Uh, but yeah, it, you might be asking, like, what does this have to do with tech? Um, junior developers, it really developers in general, like, are salty. Just so salty. Um, if you look at tech Twitter, for instance, people are, are just blasting everything constantly. And I feel like at this point they're even blasting people that are being just you know generically positive about stuff uh or trying to offer advice or whatever so i saw this hot take that was uh what'd she say there's two halves of tech twitter there's dudes navel gazing uh writing like what they think is profound <clears throat> and then people echoing generic advice like or sentiments like css is hard and i have to look things up on google or something. I got like 800 likes and I'm like, this is the community that we're in where mm. people are like, yeah, I'm salty over the community I participate in. Yeah. So I, I just think that that attitude sucks. And I, I see a lot of that in people that are looking for jobs 
all right and some of it's you know justified i get it there's a lot of rejection out there there's a lot of negativity coming your way right so you get you know you go through a boot camp or you you're you're self-studying get out of college and you start applying to jobs and what's the first thing that happens You Are rejected. you asking me? Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought yeah. you were just like <laughs> you get rejected, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Unless Wake you're up, lucky. Eddie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get you get rejected a lot usually, uh, and it unless you're you know one of those few that uh, is just a either in the right place at the right time or rock star or whatever you want to call it. Um, the average person I think deals with a ton of rejection whenever they're applying for jobs, you know, and and it's not necessarily their fault. Uh, but they, they tend to, I think people tend to take that personally. Like, how can you not? Right. Right. Like you, you did all this work and you get out there and you're like, ah, I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. Put the time in them. It's kind of hard not to take it personally. Right. You know, you, you go and you, what's the advice that we just gave in like the previous episode, uh, go apply to a hundred jobs, right. Or go to apply to like two jobs a day or something. And, you know, most of those aren't even going to contact you. You're going to get like a thanks for your application and that's it and never hear from them again. And so why wouldn't you be salty, right? That's, it's, it's easy to get jaded, I think, uh, whenever you're applying to jobs and I'm here to tell you, don't be that person. (laughs) (laughs) So, so why, right? Uh, what I end up seeing is the, the people that come out and talk about this and spin it in a negative light. They do a lot of like finger pointing like, Oh, my boot camp didn't teach me this or they didn't give yeah. me marketable skills or there's, you know, it was all marketing and there's too many developers in the market. It's oversaturated yeah. uh, with junior developers, stuff like that. And it's very defeatist if you will. So I think some of that, I mean, depending on your market or whatever, some of that's kind of true. I think that there's obviously some truth to it. Um, so let's take the boot camp angle. There's no way that a boot camp is going to teach you everything. All right. They've got, yeah. in most cases, three months to teach you just enough to be able to hopefully pass an interview. And if you think about the boot camp target audience, they're targeting somebody that has hopefully used a computer for, but never programmed ever. Mm -hmm. And you're going to take that person and in three months, teach them to be a functioning developer. That's not possible. All right. It's, you, you still have to, to put the time in. All right. Kind of like burning the candle at both ends. You know, you Mm -hmm. can't, yeah, they say it takes 10,000 hours to master something. Yeah. So that could be an hour a day for many years, or it could be 10 hours a day for 10 times less years. Um, you can't have a, a baby in, in nine months, is, is what I'm trying to say. Like, you can put all this time in, you can crush it. You I think can, you said that wrong. I'm sorry. You can't yeah. have, here's what it is. You can't have nine women nine have babies. one baby yeah, in yeah. No, it's in one month. I forgot. It, you can't have nine babies in one month. Or I forget what. Yeah, you I think you're right. You're right. Yeah. You can't have nine yeah. women have one baby in one month, basically. Yeah. Uh yeah, you can't have a baby in nine months, obviously. 
But <laughs> so it, it's kind of conflicting advice, right? Like, oh, the boot camp can't teach you everything, but at the same time, you know, Lee's telling me to to get over myself and you know go out there and apply to jobs. And the thing is, you have to take a lot of responsibility for your own education. And I don't know if a lot of people realize that as a developer, you have to teach yourself this stuff. You have to take it upon yourself to go above and beyond and set yourself apart. And kind of, that's what employers are looking for. And that's what Mm -hmm. puts you over the edge. Yeah. But when you have a bad attitude, it pushes you in the other direction. They're like, Oh, this person's a complainer. They can't cut it. Uh, they're going to get hired on and cause drama. They're going to be a problem. And I've even seen people that are like so salty that other developers are like, and I'm tired of this person. So you, you're not doing yourself any favors by doing that. And this is obviously like some tough love. Um, I'm a very sympathetic person. I get it. I was there. I, I did the whole application thing, applied to a bunch of jobs, never heard anything. Um, Eddie, you've obviously done that, right? Yeah. A couple yeah. times now. You've even gone through interviews and like multiple interviews in a span of a couple of weeks and gotten rejected from all of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> not to not to throw shade on any or anything, but um that kind of threw me off there for a second. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, you ever interview someone that had a bad attitude? Have I ever interviewed anybody that had a bad attitude? Uh, no. I most, most most people will um, kind of turn it down for an interview and kind of put mm-hmm. on a happy face. Tell me about this person that you had, <laughs> that it you was, interviewed that was bad, like had a I bad mean, attitude. It, it just wasn't like, um, I don't know. It was a group interview. It was over the phone too. So it was like me and two other people and then interviewing one person. And um, we asked him about himself. That part was fine. Um, and then I started getting into technical questions and I was just asking him just JavaScript questions. And he he just kind of stopped me in the middle of a question. He was like, look, I, I think you're interviewing for the wrong position. And the recruiter had put him in for the uh, interview for a front end position and it was for a different uh, skill set. I don't even remember if it was back end or... DevOps or whatever. Um, and um, just the way he interrupted me and then the rest of the team and said basically he wanted to end the interview right at that moment. He didn't want to continue because I was, we were going to say, like, okay, we'll stop with the technical questions. We can continue just like getting to know you to see if you're a good fit for the team. He was like, no, I'd rather just stop the interview and reschedule. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, and then we never called him back. Fair enough. So. <laughs> um, that's an interesting story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of an extreme example. Uh, I think what I'm kind of targeting is is that you're probably not going to get to the interview stage if you're like so salty that you, you know, you're you're just writing on Twitter like, uh, this boot camp's a dumpster fire and it took my money and all this stuff and yeah. Um. Nobody wants to to work with Debbie Downer, right? That's mm-hmm the sad fact. Um, so again, I'm not trying to like dismiss, I guess the complaints (laughs) about all these things, 
there is some truth to it. Um, the boot camp's not going to hundred percent prepare you for anything. You have to go and, and fill in those gaps. And a lot of that is taking time outside of the boot camp to study things, go above and beyond, do tutorials, create projects on and on and on. Uh, yeah. and you kind of have to do the same thing as a self-taught learner and as a CS graduate too. Like your CS degree does not teach you everything. So, uh, a big glaring example would be Git. Like no college that I know of so far actually teaches Git or how to use like a code editor. So way back when, when I was in UF, yeah, when I was at UF, I was writing my programs in notepad and just Mm. like trying to compile them until they, and then, Oh, I have a typo here and then fix it and then try and compile it again. So there's, there's going to be a lot of gaps and you have to, you have to be into programming enough to go fill those gaps yourself. Yeah. And somebody that's complaining about whatever cards they were dealt in public, uh, kind of strikes me as the opposite type of type of person, somebody that is willing to adapt and overcome and go out and fill in those gaps is somebody that's probably excited about programming and likes doing it. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that everyone's looking to hire. Whereas if you're out there going, I got, you know, this raw deal and this raw deal and nobody's hiring. So F it, I'm going to go back to what I was doing before waiting tables or whatever. That's not somebody that people are going to want to hire and companies aren't going to come out and say that probably, but I'm going to say it on the podcast because <laughs> I, I know it's true. I know it a hundred percent. You can so here's the thing. You can go into an interview and be extremely mediocre. Right? You can give like really basic questions. But if you're affable, like if the interviewer likes you and you've become a friend in that yeah. phone call, they will pass you on to the next interview. Yeah, it helps out a lot. I've seen people do a coding interview and they just they're very good communicators and the code is just whatever. And they pass. Okay. It's people want to hire who they like. Yeah. And it's like my English teacher used to say, if you can write a good essay, you can pass college. Like you can go get a degree because that's just being a good writer, being a good communicator is such a undervalued, but incredibly important skill. Mm -hmm. And part of that is like that sales angle of being, just a friendly person and being kind of upbeat. So if you can bring that to the table in an interview, your chances of passing the interview are much higher. So going back to your interview, you start interviewing this guy for the other position and you know, would you have been offended if he was like, Oh, Hey, I must, most of my skill set is in DevOps, and clearly you're interviewing me for front end. Um, I'll do my best answering these questions, but, uh, maybe there's, you know, some flub or something that happened. Maybe some wires got crossed or something. Um, yeah. Maybe could we do another one or could you circle back and ask me DevOps questions at another point or something? Uh, but I'm I'm happy to answer anything that you guys want to talk about. Yeah, if he said that, that was fine. But he was like really like he seemed a little angry <laughs> that everything yeah, was wrong. Like I was like and then so my notes to the recruiter were like um, he was not scheduled for the right interview but we don't like him as a culture fit. Just don't even bother calling him back. 
exactly. So <laughs> that's uh, that's that's kind of both sides of the coin there. Like you yeah. can be a hundred percent technically sound and come in and just be like really in- incredibly awkward in the interview or negative and you won't get passed along. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you are aggressively mediocre, but the team <laughs> likes you, you will probably pass the interview because you can take somebody that is easy to work with and teach them to be better, but you can't yeah. take somebody that knows what they're doing and is just a jerk and, and really get anything done with them. So, you know, imagine a code review with that person. Oh, yeah, that, that would be miserable. Like, hey, man, you left a semicolon off here. You don't need to put semicolons here. Yeah, but as a team, we agreed that we would, you know, our linter rules would do this. Yeah. Well, I'm not putting it there. You know, that, that's is that the yeah. person that you want to work with? <laughs> I don't want to work with that person. Uh, this stuff is stressful enough uh, without dealing oh, yeah. with that kind of madness. So, um, yeah, I've just seen I've just seen so much. And COVID isn't helping either, right? Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, people are getting know. laid off. Uh, and companies are downsizing. They're also looking for like the best of the best for hiring because, you know, a bad hire is a risk, right? So they want to eliminate risk. They want to, you know, make sure that that profit margin is as padded as possible. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to try and go get the best people. And a lot of those people are now back in the market because they got laid off. Yeah. So that's what you're up against. And, that means you're going to deal with more rejection than Eddie and I did before this whole thing started back when the, you know, it was like a, I don't know, a bull market, a bear market. I don't know. Back <laughs> back when it was like the job searchers market, right? Yeah. Kind of all these companies are hiring and it's kind of, yeah, we'll take a, we'll take a shot on this person, even though they're not hundred percent what we wanted. Now we've flipped to the other direction where companies are only taking exactly who they want and passing on everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, you've got to be that person that at the very least is not complaining in public about X, Y, or Z. Um, because nobody wants to, to deal with that. Um, I've seen, uh, like our company has a a policy against, um, politics and Slack, like the, the work Slack. We don't talk about politics. Uh, and you know, why is that? Because it's, kind of an incendiary topic, right? People are on one side or the other and tempers flare. And, you know, I'm sure if you have a Facebook profile, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, (laughs) You can see the stuff every day. like, as soon as you log in, I Um, try to avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a dumpster fire. So um, if you're that type of person, you're like posting a lot of political stuff or you are, just negative in, in general or uh, crass even, um, that's going to hurt your chances in the job search because, you know, when we talked to Javier, said this before, that's one of the first thing he, that he does is look at your social media and see what kind of crap you're posting. So yeah, yeah. if you're posting a bunch of, bunch of junk, you know, that's <laughs> it's going <laughs> to weigh against you whenever he's looking for people to recruit. Uh, so my whole take on this is, there's two reasons that you really need to fix your attitude. Uh, one, it's explicitly like from the outside in, uh, externally is the word I was looking for. It's externally hurting your chances of getting a job. 
second reason is it's a kind of a, a mental reason. When you're saying that stuff, you're reinforcing those thoughts. Okay. You're taking that negativity oh, okay. and, and internalizing it. And you're like laying the tracks in your mind to just jump on that train of thought constantly. So every time you have any slight or failure or misgiving, whatever, the more that you're negative about it and vocalize it or spew it out into the void, you're just kind of reinforcing that behavior and that thought process. Yeah. And eventually you're just going to burn yourself out and be like, I'm done with this and walk away from it. So way back in like the second or third episode we did, we talked to Chad Bostick. Remember that? Oh yeah. And he had this phrase called an abundance mindset. Mm Hmm. So do you remember that? Yeah. I remember the, him bringing that up. So what I took that to mean is you're, open to opportunity and you're optimistic, right? So you're not, you're not counting yourself out before something happens, right? So the, I think the, the whole abundance mindset thing is stay positive, keep doing what you're doing and the opportunities will come eventually. And hopefully you monopolize on, hopefully things work out if they don't, something else will come along. But yeah. every time you, you take that loss and you just internalize it and like carry it with you constantly, it's just weighing you down. All right. You got to take that stuff, you know, feel bad about it for give your, <laughs> I've heard this before. Uh, <laughs> give yourself a time limit or a set time to feel those negative thoughts. Like today from five to five thirty, I'm going to beat myself up and feel like crap. And then from five thirty on, I'm going to forget about it. Uh, for some people that works. That's cool. Um, schedule that time to have those feelings and then move on. But I'm here to tell you once again, that if you're just spewing this crap into the void, you're jumping on your local Slack channel or you're on Twitter or whatever, and everything out of your, you know, everything off your keyboard is a hot take or a a burn down or something. It's, it might be great for like likes and, and follows and shares and stuff because they're like, Ooh, what an incendiary take or, you know, what a sick <laughs> burn, but nobody wants to work with somebody that's just spewing sick burns all day. So yeah, they, they want somebody that's positive. That's upbeat. So, you know, I would take generic Twitter. Hey, it's cool to Google stuff post like all day long. than somebody that's just like complaining about tech Twitter itself. Yeah, that's that's a whole nother you know, nobody needs that negativity. I got enough negativity in life, you know what I mean? <laughs> tell me tell yeah. me something good. Tell me something positive. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Eddie, what do you think? Uh I agree with you. The end. That's the end. Done. <laughs> uh yeah, no, but um yeah. It's it's also hard to stay positive all the time. You wanna right. try to do things to help keep you in that mindset i like to watch stand-up comedy it helps it helps to laugh a little bit um yeah or watch something that makes you laugh yeah I, I can get behind that yeah i've seen some uh some good comedy that has made me feel better just yeah just laughing you know mm-hmm. um yeah 
Uh, I've got a, another couple of analogies here. Um, All right, go ahead. So this is specifically for like schooling or boot camp or whatever. And both are really the same thing. Like you're paying for both, right? Yeah. And the expectation is always, I feel like they're going to teach me everything I need. That's never the case. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So here's what I like to think about that. Uh, compare it to your, let's say a little overweight and you want to get in better shape and you're like, I have a goal and my goal is to get a six pack of abs. And so you're like, well, I could sit at home and diet and exercise and lift weights or whatever. Uh, or I could go pay a personal trainer and a gym fee and sign up for that program. And you go in there and you're like, hey, personal trainer, my goal is to get a six-pack abs within a year. And they're like, okay, we can probably do that for you. And you're like, all right, great. And so you go and you work out, you follow the plan, you eat better, you lose weight you feel better, you gain muscle mass, all this good stuff. But at a year, you still don't have six-pack abs. But you feel better, you're stronger, you look better. You're fitting in outfits that didn't you didn't used to fit into, but you still mm-hmm. don't have that six-pack. Are you mad at the personal trainer? Are you mad at the gym? Are you mad at yourself? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be. I'd be happy. Right? Right? (laughs) So, you know, people lose sight of the forest for the trees. Or maybe it's the other way around. But uh, whenever we're talking about boot camps and stuff, you know, these programs take you, and even college, you know, takes you from knowing nothing about a subject to a lot more than you used to. So yeah, uh, Yeah. you get people that, I've seen actually people that have never used computers before go through a boot camp and come out the other side coding stuff, if you can believe it. That's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, you look at stuff like that and you're like, all right, yeah, you paid a lot of money. Yes. You're not quite there yet when you got out of the program. And maybe companies are are a little more hesitant than your classmates to take a chance on you. But they did teach you a lot. You did learn a lot. You're better than when you went in. And, you know, again, just like the working with a personal trainer for a year, You've learned this program. You've learned how to work out, how to diet, how to exercise. You can apply that knowledge to continue. So maybe it takes you two years, but then you get a six pack abs or maybe it takes you three months of a boot camp and a year of applying and then you get hired. You know, that's not an unreal thing to happen. I've seen that happen. People Mm -hmm. go through a boot camp. I've even seen people that have had programming experience from, you know, 10 years ago, you know, they used to work as a programmer, they quit, they did something else, they came back to it and went through the boot camp to get up to speed. And it's, it even takes those people sometimes a year of outside work, studying, getting up to speed, getting certifications, whatever, mm-hmm. before they get a company to take a chance on them. Yeah. And that's, that was pre COVID. So, you know, <laughs> it's probably longer now. I mean, I've, I've got students that I taught that are still trying and, you know, the ones that have a good attitude and they continue to try, I pass them along to as many opportunities as I see. You know, somebody says, hey, I'm hiring. Uh, I'm not looking for a job, but I know a junior developer that's got a great attitude. Yeah. And I pass that person along. And I'm sure I'm not the only one doing that. So that's the other side of the coin. Again, if you have a positive attitude, a great attitude, it can work for you as opposed to being somebody that's kind of that squeaky wheel 
that's complaining a lot, it's going to work against you. So, yep. There's just it, it's that X factor, you know. <laughs> yeah. It. Um. Yeah. I. I was just gonna. I guess I don't know what to add to there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I like the uh, personal trainer thing, though. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, totally. I pulled that um, out of my butt, so. It's... Oh, well, uh, good job. <laughs> <laughs> There's another, uh, I'll, I'll throw this to, before we jump into Nerd Minute. Um, you see, have you ever seen Bosch on Amazon? Bosch? No, I haven't. It's pretty good. It's, uh, it's a cop drama. Um, okay. Anyway, he, he's a, a homicide detective for Hollywood Homicide. And they all have like cubicles because they have little desks where they type reports or whatever. And he's got a sign on his and it says, get off your ass and go knock on doors. <laughs> I, I love that sign. Um, so I think that is probably the shortest sentence that can kind of capture that that feeling or that mantra that you need. Right. Yeah. It's you know, stop navel gazing, stop worrying about the past or sitting here and going like, Oh man, I should be doing X, Y, or Z or man, this happened or that happened or whatever. Get off your ass and open your code editor and code something or apply. All right. If you're, if you're sitting here complaining about, I couldn't get hired. It's been a year. How many months out of that year did you actually apply to jobs? More often than not, that person applied two or three months and quit. And now a year later, they're complaining, uh, I, I can't get a job. If you don't mm-hmm. apply, you can't get hired. If you don't keep learning, you can't get hired. So you got to keep it up. You got to, again, get off your butt and go knock on doors. I don't want to say, I don't want to cuss too many times. So. Hey, well, you said it already. <laughs> <laughs> I think they rank like how many times you cuss in an episode to make it like a mature thing. Oh, so uh, is it like uh, getting a PG thirteen rating? You can say the F. Maybe word I'm confusing time. it with movies. I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway, you got anything else to add as far as attitude? No, um, I think you nailed everything. Um, just uh, yeah, don't be a sourpuss. That's another good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> Sour grapes. There you go. Cool. Uh, every episode we do nerd minute. Talk a little yep. bit about fun stuff. Books, comics, games, movies. Uh, Eddie, what do you got? Uh, my daughter's really into My Hero Academia. So okay. I we finished watching. I think the last season was season four. Um. So yeah, I finished that. I really like it. Um. That show is really great. Um. It's good. I like the little. I I think there's like a band thing at the end like toward the end of that season have you seen it uh is that the one where they have the school festival the, the whole, and they have yeah like, the whole class is like in a band together and they're dancing <laughs> and a whole bunch of stuff i didn't yeah, i didn't totally cool. like that season because it was i felt like it was a lot of filler right where they're there was school festival yeah. and all the stuff and i the, really like the um the the battle under the underground with the i forgot the guy's name he's got that yeah like, um that Beak kind of mask, the plague mask. Yeah, that whole section was cool. Um, That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, my daughter's just like super into that show. She's doing. Um, do you know what Gotcha Life is? I don't. All right. Anyway, um, 
it's like you can make these little chibi characters and there's a whole bunch of options so she makes them into different characters from the show she she started her own youtube channel uh, she's ahead of me uh, <laughs> and uh she's makes these little uh like animated comic book kind of things with them it's pretty cool. cool um yeah other than that i think i'm caught up on doom patrol the second season is the second season good uh yeah it it, it takes a turn that show was really weird and and there were a lot of fart jokes in the first yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Just throw so, that out there. If that's not your thing. Maybe think twice about it. Yeah, there's a, there's more of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really odd. Just the the places that show goes. It's it's interesting. Which I I like a, a comic book show that just is gets really really weird. Um, yeah. So it's good. I I'd recommend it. Cool. I think it's a little bit better than the uh, first season. They dive deeper better. into all of the characters, so you get a little more information. Okay. Uh, and into all of their backstories and stuff like that. Is Cyborg still yeah. in it in the second season? Yep. Yep. He's in it. Um, yeah, they dive deeper into like Elastigirl and her relationship with her mom, and hmm. uh, and same thing with the what's the guy's name with all the bandages. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. The bandage, the guy with all the bandages. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, they, they, they uh, yeah, okay. I think his name is Larry, but I don't, I don't know his comic book name. Um, uh, yeah. And they tell you why the bandages, why he uses the bandages. Apparently, he's very like radioactive, and that keeps it all in. Hmm. Uh, the the doctor like made it specially for him, so it, it keeps the radiation inside, um, which is a cool. I kind of way of going about that. Uh, but yeah, it's good. Um, cool. The last episode was a cliffhanger. I don't know if the season ended or not. It was like episode nine. The last season was like, I want to say at least 13 or 15 episodes. So I don't know if they're doing that again. But yeah. Nice. It's good. Uh, all I've got for Nerd Minute is um, an anime that was on Netflix, uh, Akame Ga Kill. Have you seen that? Oh, that's good. Yeah, I saw that with my daughter too. I uh, you watched that with your daughter? She loves. Yeah, I, I there's don't like know, people like, getting cut up and smashed up and stuff. Yeah, she likes. Uh, she loves horror movies. We've been watching a lot of horror movies together too. A couple characters get like eaten by monsters and stuff, which is pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I I liked it. It was good. Uh, the first episode was kind of, eh, but then it it got better. Um, it's kind of straddles this line between like action anime and like harem anime. It's the main character just is working with all these girls in this assassination squad or something. Yeah. And they all have a crush on him naturally. Uh, (laughs) but yeah, then it, it kind of in the Uh, final, final half of the show kind of takes a turn for like really depressing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It kind of jumps into, um, this revolutionary war and they're kind of the tip of the spear and uh it's i don't want to spoil it for anybody but don't get attached to the characters <laughs> they, <laughs> well, they just go, spoiled it <laughs> they go ham on game of thrones style oh yeah stuff, it's very so. much that yeah uh yeah so that was 
depressing to, to finish the the season. Uh, yeah. or I, I don't know. I don't think they're doing a second season, but um, I don't know how they would. A little bit of a downer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was good. A little little emotional, but yeah, that's a good show. Cool. So uh, we can wrap it up there. Um, see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Tech Junior. Head on over to our site at techjunior.dev for show notes and past episodes. While you're there, sign up for our newsletter to get an email from us once a week with the latest episodes and some other goodies. If you'd like to support us, you can do so by becoming a Patreon or buying a t-shirt or something from our, uh, our Teespring store. So check that out. Also on the techjunior.dev site. Uh, you can find links to both under the support tab. And you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast, me at Junior, and Eddie at ED0TER0. Next week, I think we're going to talk about being developers for two years now. It has been two years uh, on Labor Day since we've gotten into this crazy, crazy tech industry. So we're going to talk about it and kind of see how we feel about it and how it's going. So check that out next week. All right, that's all I've got for this one. Take care, have a good one, and see ya. Bye.